This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. Meditation allows space to open in our state of being for difficult, challenging, and distressing experiences to arise. Reggie says that these experiences are not pathological, but rather expressions of the unconscious calling for recognition and acceptance. This talk is taken from Reggie's upcoming online course called Awakening the Body, the Way of Somatic Meditation. To register for the course, please visit dharmaocean.org. So I want to begin today by talking about psychological health and psychological, you know, we say in our culture, illness. Uh, I actually wouldn't use that word because I don't, I don't like the uh, implication that when we are distressed psychologically, somehow this is a bad thing. Being distressed uh, in our emotional lives, in our psychological lives, um, feeling uh, overwhelmed by experiences, uh, feeling things coming up, memories from the past, um, this is not a pathological situation, although in our culture we are so prone to pathologize whatever is unpleasant or uncomfortable. In the view of Vajrayana, and I hope to uh, explain that uh, today and in future classes, the things that happen to us uh, psychologically, emotionally, energetically that are of a, a distressing nature and sometimes very, very distressing, and sometimes even unbearable. Uh, these are all part of the journey, and they're not unfortunate parts of the journey. They're not even negative parts of the journey. They arise in our lives when they do, as moments in our own growth. They are uh, moments, they're times, they're periods, when we are confronted with our own limitations and we are invited to go further. When we have a, a memory that comes up from early childhood of um, an unbearable situation that we were in, this is not to be regarded as a bad thing, a negative thing. It's regarded as a positive thing. It's an opportunity. Now, mind you, we have to address that opportunity in the right way. We have to meet it, and the uh, whole tradition of somatic meditation gives us the tools to meet it, and to uh, profit from it, and to take it uh, as an open gateway for further development. The reason uh, it's this uh, positive view of 
emotional distress, whether it's uh, the very slight distress of somebody hurting your feelings, or the very extreme distress of suddenly running into unbearable uh, loneliness or terror or desolation rooted back in our early, most likely pre-verbal uh, first year of life or, you know, in that early childhood period. The reason the arising of that is not regarded as a negative thing is because that experience has always been part of our lives, obviously. And even if we are uh, operating within the so-called realm of normalcy, and we don't regard ourselves as being particularly a traumatized or disabled individual uh, mentally, nevertheless, all of those experiences of our early lives, those very painful experiences which we all share, create a tremendous mental limitation in our ability to live and really experience the full possibilities of our state of being. Those, um, those early experiences and later experiences, those that we might officially call traumatic and those that we don't, they, um, they're within us and we initially turned away from them because they were too painful, they were too unbearable and we couldn't manage. And they're there, you know, they reside in the body, they're locked up. And a great deal of uh, our ego function, no matter who we are, is uh, tied up in trying to maintain them in their condition of being unconscious, you know, keeping them pushed down and not relating to them because they're too painful. We spend a huge amount of ego energy keeping those experiences at bay and keeping them out of sight and not relating to them. And, you know, it's my personal feeling that most of what we call the human personality, not all, but most of what we call the human personality, is a series of responses to block out that much fuller uh, history of ours. When we sit down and practice meditation, and we are not dealing in a creative way with uh, all of the what you might call the unlived experiences or incomplete experiences of our early years and our later years as well. Then when we sit down to meditate, meditation just becomes another way to keep all that stuff out of our awareness. And again, this is uh, spiritual bypassing in John Wellwood's language or uh, spiritual materialism in Chogyam Trungpa's. So I think that uh, I want to go step by step here, and I want to talk to you about the uh, way in which the body work that we are doing is uh, addressing the whole range of difficult experiences that we have repressed into our unconscious or into our body. So one, uh, one just uh, point that uh, I've already referred to, but I want to come back to it. I mentioned before that a question comes up. The, the body work brings us in touch with, uh, you know, step by step and over time gradually, but it brings us in touch 
with all of the unresolved emotional experiences of our lives. Over the long haul, that's what it does. And that is part of the intention of the Vajrayana tradition. The Vajrayana tradition realizes that when um, we can sit down and meditate, uh, maybe very normal, highly functional people, nevertheless, when we sit down to meditate, and a lot of our awareness is tied up in trying to keep painful and unbearable experiences out of our consciousness, then that awareness is not available, actually. Most of our awareness, when most of us meditate, is not available for us to experience because it's tied up in maintaining repression. Um, this is not a new insight, uh, you know, beginning with Freud and down to present-day trauma work. I mean, this is kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of what everybody understands. That's how it works. From the Vajrayana point of view, you know, if we're talking about realization in this life, then uh, we have to dig deep into our state of being. And actually, we don't dig deep, but we make ourselves available for unresolved experiences that need to come to the surface and be worked through. So it's admitted, um, you know, that the journey is it's very difficult and it's uh, sometimes dicey, very challenging, and we have to be uh, brave. You know, this is a hero's journey. Uh, that being said, uh, then the question naturally arises, uh, just to restate it in this context, are the unresolved issues that uh, I need to resolve so overwhelming that I can do this within, simply within the framework. For example, if you're a Dharmotion uh, practitioner or a friend of Dharmotion, a friend of this lineage, and you're following the teachings of, uh, you know, the practicing lineage that we teach, how do I know whether that's going to be sufficient, you know, for me in terms of all the resources that are provided, or do I need, you know, can I step into it? Can I step into this path um, safely? And can I do these practices? And can I expect that um, I'll be able to come through and be successful? And I think there are, um, there are two answers to that question. Uh, one answer is, I think that when we do this work, no matter who we are, we're going to need help, as I've already mentioned. And uh, the help could come from our uh, teachers, it could come from our Sangha brothers and sisters, and it could come from other people that we consult who are knowledgeable and skilled and informed about uh, working with the body. And as I've already mentioned, I'm thinking, you know, body workers uh, who are sensitive to the emotional realm, and a lot of body workers really aren't uh, that sensitive to the emotional realm, but even more so uh, somatic therapists, you know, people like the uh, somatic experiencing people, uh, Peter Levine's group, or Van der Kolk's uh, group, or um, Hakomi therapists, um, another very uh, important uh, somatic therapy for working with trauma is the memory reconsolidation or coherence therapy people. Uh, we have people in our sangha actually representing these different traditions. And uh, so we have quite a few trauma specialists, and you might find yourself consulting them, and you might find yourself consulting people outside of our sangha. But I think for everybody, 
you know, something along those lines at certain points in your journey is going to be essential. But then the, a further question is, uh, in Dharma Ocean, uh, you know, the, the work is very intense, and there are people, you know, all over the world now who are doing it, and it's uh, very beautiful and very powerful. Once in a while, you know, somebody will turn up um, who is, uh, is dealing with a whole level of trauma for the first time that we would call incapacitating. Um, incapacitating means that um, they come to the edge of their body, which is really where the trauma or the difficult experience uh, the, un, the unbearable uh, early memory. Uh, they come to the edge of the body and they sense it lurking there. And they don't really, at this point, have the tools to deal with that. And the other thing is they don't, um, they, haven't, uh, they haven't really found their way in yet. Uh, and they need to do that work first. So, uh, you know, there are, uh, there are people in our community, uh, there's a certain number of folks, both uh, people that I've met and people around the world, where, you know, my suggestion is, you know, we talk and, you know, you have your meditation instructor and we take a look and uh, you may be very deeply inspired by what we're doing and you want to do this. You realize this is my life, this is my lineage. Uh, it speaks to me. But at the same time, you don't feel ready to sort of plunge in wholly and completely into the journey, you have a sense within yourself that there's some work that needs to be done. And I would encourage you and our meditation instructors and our teachers would encourage you to take some time for your own healing and, you know, find a good somatic therapist, you know, dig into it and really hoping to get to the point where you have sort of, I would say, release some of the charge that's built up in your body and uh, allow, uh, make a relationship, you know, with that deeper uh, pain and torment uh, that's in you and has been, you know, in many cases that's what makes us dysfunctional is we're, so, we're kind of overwhelmed by it and we can't manage. You know, do some work with that for a while and then, you know, you and your therapist, you and your psychiatrist will know when it's time uh, to take up the body work. I mean, if you do somatic therapy, you're already doing the body work, but uh, you're doing it with within the uh, protection and the care of somebody who can really hold you day by day and week by week. So, what I want to emphasize is, um, once again, it's very, very important uh, for each of us uh, to not to pathologize our experience. Um, if you are a person who let's say, suffers from incapacitating depression, you know, one thing is to be very, very depressed and to have the, the challenge, you know, life is calling you, you know, to come through that deep depression and re-engage re with life. But it's another whole thing if you think that somehow you are fundamentally defective or somehow your life is different from everybody else's, or that you feel somehow you're a bad person, or you feel you're irremediably ill. 
you know, those are uh, negative judgments that are not very helpful and, and plus they're not true. As I hope we'll see um, as I talk you through this whole area of psychological health and sickness and the, uh, the body work that we do and the lineage that we teach. To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet, Cry of the Snow Lion.